You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at Home and Abroad, and uh, I had the joy of reading a fun book. Uh, it was the second in the series that I read by uh, Carlene O'Connor, and it's uh, murder mysteries, but they're down in West Cork, and we all know nothing like that would ever happen in West Cork. But this, <laughs> this, it's a mystery series down in West Cork, and the one I just read was uh, the uh, Irish. A village mystery, and I met um, previously read um, Murder, uh, Christmas Murder. That was last year, and the new book, uh, which is about to be published, and I have to say it's about to be published because we have the pleasure of being able to chat with Carlene in advance of publication, and uh, it is due out, I think, in February, if I remember correctly. And it will be available where all good books are. But uh, before I say hello to Carly, I want to tell you this is very readable. It's Murder on an Irish Farm is the one that's coming out. And it's, and it's the Irish Cottage series. Carly, thanks a million for coming along. And the USA have you on the bestseller author list. Thanks a million for coming along. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure. The series itself, down in West Cork, um, Fertile territory for some mysteries, by the sounds of it. Yes, I mean it, it's hard to beat the atmosphere of of the charm of Ireland and the mists on the cliffs and the greenery mixed in with a little bit of murder. <laughs> and it was the murder in Irish Christmas that took place in West Cork, but mainly the family um, just lives in County Cork in a made-up town, fictional town of Kilbane. Yes. Uh, but I, it was fun to have a little bit of a departure for the Christmas one and have you know bring in that you know the ocean and the cliffs. And, and a little bit of murder. <laughs> and what attracted you? Because your accent will immediately indicate that you don't have the same accent that I have. Um, so uh, you're not. Are you of Irish descent? Uh, yes, we recently had the DNA done. Seventy-four percent Irish in me, but mostly uh, on my mother's line. My great grandmother came over from Ballymena. And uh, they settled in Philadelphia and then parts of Ohio on my mom's side. Um, but then also I spent 15 years in New York City and all of my cohorts and friends were, were Irish. And, uh, you know, I just, just take to the culture. And I did worry a little bit after the books were published, you know, if I was doing a book signing and would they be disappointed when they come up for a signing and I don't have that gorgeous Irish accent, you know. But uh, so far nobody's holding it against me too much. <laughs> No, and I have to compliment you on another thing, and that is that oftentimes, um, and I, I have to be careful how I phrase this, but oftentimes we would detect that the Yank has written this or the Yank has... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, well, you've done a fantastic job in not being the Yank. There's no higher compliment, Osman. That just I'm gonna be happy all day that you said that. Uh you know, that was one of my fears. I I you know, I realize there's probably always a gap to be filled or mistakes that I'll make and have to learn from. And the funny thing is is after I turned in the first book in the series, um my editor said to me, I didn't think it would be so Irish. And I said, well, what were you expecting? And so he thought I was going to write, you know, from an American's perspective going over to Ireland. Um, but, you know, when I came up with the character, it just felt right that she was Irish. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to give it my 
best crack at it, and I'm always open, though, to to, to pointers. <laughs> so, And to put it in context, what we're dealing with here is um, a female guard at Chiacana who yeah. falls in love and uh, is uh, in this one is due to get married to her Garda Chiacana uh, fiancé. Um, so that in itself is quite local because the policing in Ireland is very different than the federal state local concept that exists in North America. And so many other cultural differences would exist. Did you have to do a lot of research and did you find it challenging to develop that subtlety of nuance that exists? Yeah, I, there there is quite a difference. And I, I first spoke with uh, Agarda. And the funny thing was, is when I went to say, you know, can I put your name in the acknowledgements? He's like, he want, no, no, no. <laughs> he didn't want anybody to know he, I'd, he'd been talking to me. But um, it helped to first speak with him. And he kind of helped me understand the hierarchy of the Garda and what would happen. Now, fortunately, there aren't a ton of murders, right, in these small villages in Ireland. So that's that's also a bit of a stretch, right? But I had to learn things like when a body is discovered, um, the body has to remain there until the state pathologist, you know, signs off on it as a crime scene. So just even having that waiting period um, was something I had to learn. And that can cause challenges for the guards who discover the body because you want to process evidence as fast as possible. And yet that delay is going to just hinder sometimes the investigation. So there was a lot to learn, but then it also gave me a lot as a writer to play with, you know, when constructing the stories. And likewise, in the in the story that is about to be published, um, the events span, in essence, 50 years. And <laughs> it is not untypical of rural Ireland where there would be such secrets and knowledge that would be kept the way it was, that even something like that to pick up on the sense and the authenticity. How did you kind of get yourself into that uh, level of, I won't say granularity, but it is in a way that that granularity of culture? Yeah. You know, it's just I think... A lot of times Irish people probably shake their head of all of us Americans claiming to be Irish um, and having Irish ancestor. But I really just think that there is some parts of it, such a strong culture that it's just in your DNA in some ways. You know, I just felt an instant affinity um, to the Irish culture, kind of even more so of a connection than often to my own culture. Um, So when I created this family, they're just so real to me. And sometimes I will check things with, you know, I'm lucky to have a lot of Irish friends who are willing to read over the work and um, give some pointers if I feel like something may not be authentic. But I think it just starts with you as the writer believing it to the degree where they just feel like real living, breathing people, you know, and then I grew up in a small town in America, and small towns are kind of the same, whether it's in Ireland or America, where, you know, in a small town, everybody knows each other and knows each other's business, and they have long histories, you know, of families staying in the same town for generations, so that can be fun for a murder mystery, too, is just that that in that in group of people. Say you handed your manuscripts over to some <coughs> close Irish friends to Authenticate, let's use that word. Yeah. <laughs> <To authentic. laughs> 
did any of them come back to you and say, you know, you're off your head with that? Or was there any? <laughs> uh, nobody used it uh, in, in such such colorful language, um, but I think they just get a kick out of reading it. Now, the the funny thing they'll say is, you know, we would never have this many murders, or you know, we we better be talking to the Garda commissioner if there's going to be that many dead bodies dropping in this small village. Uh, but I think for the most part, all my Irish friends have been extremely supportive. So then, in that, if you were writing, if you were to ex- emigrate. <clears throat> and come back to America, and <laughs> to write now in your own context, mentally would you have to make much of a transition in how you would think the process uh, and the storyline and the way you would present it? Uh, I'm not sure I understand the question, so I just well, want to make sure. I, what I'm saying in a way is like we have a strange way of talking, we have a strange way of doing stuff, and how you relate that, it's a mentality. Yeah. And you come back and, you know, the American mentality is something that you're going to find in an American book. Yeah, The British mentality, like Jeffrey Archer or Ian Fleming, there's a Britishness about it. Yeah. So do you have to do much of uh, um, an emigration jump if you want to write? I see, yeah. Well, I I guess I don't know the answer because I've been writing these mysteries now um, for the past five years, so I haven't gone back to any American viewpoint book. Um, That's a really interesting question. And I do have a brand new series coming out, um, and those are also set in Ireland, but they'll be darker mysteries. They won't be cozies. So the first one comes out in the fall, and it's called No Strangers Here. Um, And it involves, uh, that will take place in the Dingle Peninsula. Okay. And the main character is a veterinarian, and then there's a detective inspector and a body that washes up on the beach in the first one. So it's interesting because I think that also has the Irish mentality and flavor, but the characters are are darker and different. So I'll be working on two series a year, but they'll still both be set in Ireland. So <laughs> I think that mindset is, is going to be with me for a while. So then for your research, how much time have you spent over the years? Uh, like, do you allocate a portion of the year to say I'm heading across the Atlantic and it's not a holiday, it's research? Yes. Um, I try to stay, when I go researching, I try to stay for at least a month so that, you know, you can have a couple of weeks just being, you know, catching up with friends and things like that, and then the rest of the time kind of focus on the work. I really wanted to get to Dingle this year, and then the, you know, of course, with all the the virus and the up and down and infections, um, I wasn't able to keep that reservation. But I, my next goal is to head to Dingle when I can and spend another month or so there um, for that series. And... When you're doing your research, because what you're doing is presenting personalities, the way you get to know a personality is talking to people. So what's your calling card? Uh, Hi, I'm Carlene, and I'm writing stories (laughs) about people like you. Can I talk to you? Take notes. (laughs) Uh, Luckily, when I started, I was already kind of in the – in the pubs, you know, in New York City with my Irish friends, and they saw the writing start kind of from the beginning, and they all knew I was a writer, and sometimes they'd be telling a story down the end of the bar, and they'd lean over and they'd say, don't put that in the book, you know, with, 
few other adjectives thrown in or <laughs> go ahead and put that one in the book. Right. Uh, I know I thought about that now, like going somewhere like Dingle and, you know, how, how would I come across? Here's this American saying, well, not only am I setting a book in Dingle, it's a murder mystery. You know, that could be challenging <laughs> to get the locals to not raise their eyebrow at you. <laughs> so we'll so see how it goes. From a writing perspective, where was the hook? Like, where did you develop um, this love or this passion that says, this is what I want to do? And um, from that, how did you break into what is a very challenging world to break into? Yeah, it really is. I, I've i always been a writer. Like, my first short story is when I was four years old. So I I was writing since I was a kid, but I never really thought of it as a profession. And then I went into the acting field, so I have an acting background, which when I went back to writing, that really, my acting background really helps me as a writer. Um, it was just actually, the, this is a perfect time of year to be discussing it, because it was a New Year's goal of mine when I wrote my first novel back in 2004. And I just said, my goal is to write a novel and not get published. I was just thinking, finish something for myself, and I can be proud and say, hey, I wrote a novel. And then it just kind of went from there. That that first novel had more potential than I thought, and I took a course online that helped me rewrite it, and then I just happened to get it published, and I've been writing a novel since for the past 15 years. So I write both under, I used to write under Mary Carter, which is my given name, and Carleen O'Connor is the pen name for the Irish books. And where did Carleen O'Connor come from? <laughs> That's kind of funny, too. So um, th- my parents were going to name me Carleen, so I wanted something kind of personal in there. And ex-boyfriend friend of mine's last name is Collins. So I proposed to my editor, Carleen Collins, and my editor said, that doesn't sound Irish enough. How about O'Collins? <laughs> and I said, well, you, there's really no O'Collins, you know. So that's how it became O'Connor. So. Right, right, right. And now I, I, at first I thought it would be strange, but now I've been used to having that pen name for a long time, so I feel like both people here. <laughs> Given the challenges that have been there, and you say you were back in Ireland there before uh, last year, but getting a book out at the moment and not being able to go on book tours or to attend uh, writers' festivals, stuff like that, has that presented you with challenges? And then also, has the uh, career or, or being a writer, has that helped you sustain yourself during the last 18 months? Yeah, it was just kind of a lucky confluence of of happenstance in that um, people seem to have been reading a lot during the pandemic, you know, and, and I've had emails from readers saying, thank you, this has just given me kind of a nice break or something fun to escape in during the pandemic. So I was fortunate that... Um, you know, I've been writing for 15 years, and it you know it can be very challenging to make your living as a writer. But the timing of earning more from my books and making a living as a writer coincided kind of with the pandemic. So I've been okay during it. I've been fortunate. Um, it hasn't been the same that yeah, we had to cancel a lot of in-person book signings or different, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, we had conferences set up and a lot of things cancel. But then quickly things switched over to Zoom meetings. You know, readers still want to connect with 
with the authors and vice versa. So uh, it's definitely been a crazy couple of years. And I miss the in-person. I really like meeting people in person. But I'm also glad that we've found ways to connect in the meantime. You mentioned that you have going to have two parallel books coming. Yeah. Um, so in the world of a professional writer, um, the publisher says, here's the deal. <laughs> Do you feel under pressure? I always get the choice. So in the end, I have to kind of take that responsibility. But, yeah, it's a lot of pressure to write two books a year. I, I will not say that it otherwise. Um, but that's also kind of the the business, right? Yeah. In order to stay relevant, like, you have to keep your name out there and keep books, you know, kind of – the, the better you do, kind of the more they want you to put out. So <laughs> what what's good for you as an author career-wise is often challenging, you know. But that's why I like that these books are going to be different. They'll be the lighter, cozier one, and then I can switch to the darker one. And I like having that balance. And it was it was a lot of fun and very freeing for me to sit down and write a darker uh, murder mystery also set in Ireland. And I'm just... I just finished it, so I'm, of course, madly in love with the characters, and I'm just so excited for it to come out and, and hoping readers will, will stick with me on both series there. You just said, like, you fell in love with the characters, and I've heard this from a number of authors, that in the process of writing, you actually get to know your own character. It's as if this stranger appears somewhere up in your head and arrives on a page and over the course of the writing process, you develop a relationship with this fictional person that you've created, which seems rather strange. Yeah. <laughs> I know, just listening to you say it, I'm like, that does seem very odd. Uh, but it's true. They become, they become real, and also they can become separate from you, um, so you, you don't feel almost as if you've created them. You just feel like they've shown up and revealed themselves to you, and... Um, that's the good news, though, is I couldn't imagine right now the Irish Village characters not continuing, and um, I'm also so excited to get to know the characters in the new series, too. So, yeah, that's where part of writing is a little bit, you know, magic or makes all of us writers a little bit mad, right? <laughs> but um, you do feel like the characters are real. Like, I can't wait for people to meet uh, the characters and no strangers here. So consequently, then, the question is, do any of your own characters surprise you? Oh, yeah. 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 And often, sometimes even the murderer changes, right? Yeah. And another character will, halfway through the book, say, actually, I killed him, and here's why. And you have to kind of reconfigure everything. So, Considering it's coming from your own head, it's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. It doesn't always feel like it. It's like kind of that out-of-body experience. <laughs> so the other thing I would imagine is for, as a writer, for something like this, particularly a murder mystery, would you like or, are, or is there anything in the works that might put something like this on the big screen for you? Oh, um the Irish Village Mystery Series were optioned uh, in 2020 by a pro 
to Hollywood producer. They're trying to make a series out of them, and they did team up with a television studio out of Galway. Um, they, I have not heard anything on that yet. Uh, they have the rights for another six months. Um, and then I've had a second producer express interest if, if something doesn't go through with that deal. So it might happen. That would be really incredibly exciting. Um, and with the second series, I could see it as well. But as an author, I don't have a ton of control over that. So you just kind of cross your fingers and, and hope an opportunity like that comes up. And then you hope that, you know, they do a really good job with it so that it reflects you know, the characters that you've created. Right, because, again, if while <clears throat> these characters would be very much alive in your head and to the reader, depending on how you read stuff, they become alive in certain ways. And we all, as readers, may form different relationships with different characters. Yeah. And then to see that presented on the screen, oftentimes you'll hear someone say, you know, well, what I saw on the screen really didn't add up to what was in the book or and yet someone else yeah. will say yeah it really did for me so it's it's always a challenge i must uh, i would think yeah yeah absolutely so um carleen if anyone wants to find you i know they have to look in a few directions so <laughs> <laughs> do you want do you want to give us the coordinates and then uh, the publication date i think i have it as being towards the end of february for this book Yes, yes. Um, the release is usually around February 26th, sometimes a little bit early. People really like the audiobooks, too. They're read by an Irish actress, Carolyn Lennon, and I receive a lot of emails of people really enjoying her narrations. But yeah, I can be found on carleenoconnor.net, and I'm also on Facebook. I have a Carleen O'Connor author mystery author page on Facebook and then you know read I'm also on Twitter which is at Mary Carter books on Twitter fantastic well I will say now Mary Carter has been a real pleasure and an honor <laughs> meeting you as Cardinal O'Connor uh, and it's I'm, been my pleasure too just speaking with I, you <laughs> and I'm looking forward to reading more and uh, wish you every success with the uh, the new publication oh, thank you so much Austin this was a pleasure <laughs>